Hi everyone. Listening to these podcasts may bring up some strong emotions for you. Please allow yourself to find a comfortable space and reasonable time afterwards for nurturing and self-care. Thanks for listening. Hi everybody, welcome back 2023. I'm hoping that you've all had a joyful, relaxing, festive season and you're looking forward to the new year ahead. I'm back now with Jerry to have another chat. Hi Jerry. Hey Jan, welcome back. It's wonderful to be back. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Did you have a nice break? It was a lovely, lovely break. Oh, really nice good. to have it with family. That's, friends. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's a nice thing, a bit of a rest time and a bit of a get-together, hey? Absolutely, yes. And you had such a massive year, hey? Yes, yeah. It and was definitely a, a massive year. Yeah, and I think we alluded to a few things, like over the podcast last year, and, and like, you literally got 21 podcasts in, mm. um, one a week. Like, it's just been incredible since we started working together. Mm. Um, but more than that, like, you've literally created Jan Bailey's counselling in such a short space of time and done so many, um, made so many amazing changes in your life. Like what what were you doing before Jan Bailey's counselling? I know you were doing counselling. Mm. I was working for an organisation. I worked there for 13 years and I'd made the decision um, that I didn't want to, uh, even I'm in the later stages of my life, not the major major stages, but certainly the major stage in my life. And however, I didn't want to retire. I wanted to be able to still continue to counsel. And I knew that there was something more that I wanted to do. I didn't know what with my life. Um, so it was only because I had the good fortune of being able to know you, Jerry, and to be able to work, work with you um, from Phil's for, cha- for Change with other projects that I was able to approach you around setting up my website uh, for my counselling and there started to think about what else I wanted to do. And I was very, uh, I put it out to you, I think, that I would like to get, I've always wanted to get my message out about, especially for um, healthy relationships and for being able to have positive discussions with children around their feelings. I wanted to do something further. I wanted more. And I think I had that conversation with you and you suggested that I do some podcasts. So it became an interesting um, interesting place for me to be because I had to then think about writing the podcasts and then being able to know how they were, I was going to present them. So... I know the first one I wrote was after that terrible massacre of children in America and I decided to talk about, it was, I think I titled it The Making of a Man mm. and it was important to me to be able to talk about men in particular and not being able to share their feelings and I felt that that um, was one of the issues for men and from being from a young being from a young boy, not being able to share how they truly feel, and growing up not being able to express where they're actually at in their life, and so that was important for me. I think to just write that one, and just know that if I could put it out there around the benefits of children, men, boys in particular, 
being able to just be able to talk about anything that's coming up for them, angry, sad, whatever it is, uh, that they can share it with somebody. And that certainly ties into the amounts of suicides Mm. that we have for young people because my thoughts are that they just can't express themselves when they get into their adolescent years and they don't know how, who to talk to or if that's even possible. Do they get permission to even talk? So this is one of the reasons why I thought the podcast would would be a good way of getting some form of messages out. Mm. So I've been very excited to do one and write them up, write them all up. And then, of course, now having these just chats has been really good too because we can approach things from a, a, in a different way. Yeah, so deeper we get way. to really, yeah, go deep into, into yeah. what you previously talked about and, you know, just throwing up subjects as we talk before the podcast. We just come up, we're like, oh, let's talk about this today. And, and yes whatever's kind of there, and, and you have such a life experience around these things as well, like from all your years of, of counselling, but also I think from life experience as well, you know. Life experiences. Just, just relationships, like your conscious approach to relationship, yeah. uh, being able to share that is, is so valuable. And, and, you know, you're talking about um, men being able to express their feelings. It's something that I talk about a lot when I'm when I talk, you know, publicly about DV and and um, men's behavioural change, that sort of thing, it's it's something that to me is such a foundation of changing relationship behaviour is men being able to, A, identify what's going on for them and then being able to express that safely as well and, mm-hmm. and in a healthy way and to, to de-trigger and to really unpack all that stuff that they've never had the opportunity to. And then, you know, back, as you're saying, about with... Um, adolescence, it's like giving them the tools to be able to identify what's going on and to be able to share what's going on. So you've had this um, message like in you, these and, and these words in you that you've been wanting to get out, you sort of felt that. How long did that take for you to realise that where you were wasn't serving that need? and then to change and to actually, you know, resign from where you were to start Jan Bailey's counselling and and do that? Well, I think it started a, a couple of years ago when I wrote my children's books because that was just around being able to, for parents to be able to share um, and for children to be able to share um, their thoughts and feelings with their parents and know that they could trust in that. There were significant people in their life. And I think that's where it started way back and then the COVID hit and then everything sort of stopped, you know, nothing was sort of progressing around books or whatever. Mm. And um, and then in, in this year, everything started to set back, get back on track. And I thought, well, the books were my idea of getting the message out. And then I thought this is a bigger opportunity to get more of a message out to do the podcast. So that's why I was really grateful mm. to be able to do that. It was just, it's just been something that's been on my mind because I'm, I'm working, I was working quite a lot with families, um, parents, separated parents, and I think that gave me the momentum to actually put some more thoughts and feelings out to the broader uh, air, broad, uh, broader uh, range because I was running groups and doing it that way. Uh, I was doing it in my counselling rooms. However, I wanted it to be broader. Mm. And would I be right in saying that if you're working under <clears throat> another company's banner, you have to, it has to be their party line 
as you're counselling someone. It can't be what does Jan think and feel. It's what does company banner say? What is our ethos in this? Mm. Well, with counselling, it's sort of like a little different um, because you, yeah, of course, you you had your the ethics and everything else that goes into that. However, you are just counselling the person, and you you you're doing it the way you would would counsel them. You know what feels comfortable for you as you've been, as you've been trained. It, running the groups is different because that's designed by an organisation. So you do it their way, and and then you throw in some of the others, and that's where I would just throw in some other thoughts and feelings around bringing it, talking about parent to parents about having those difficult conversations or people having those difficult conversations with children and and or sharing more of themselves with others. And sometimes I'd be able to do that, but that's in the constraints of the program that you're running. And did, was that a frustration for you? Was that limiting? It at times it could be because I would have loved to have done more mm. on, on getting a, more of a, a message out, but I didn't write the program. So I have written quite a lot of programs and I've worked in neighbourhood centres and uh, women's health centres that I've written programs for and I've run them myself and they're, they're mine, they're the way I, I do things. So, uh, yes, that's nice to be able to do that sort mm. of thing. I've always liked to do that. And so what changes, I mean, it must be very unfettering for you now. You've, you've literally gone from a, from like having to follow somebody else's paperwork and structures and systems to now it's Jan Bayless' system. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Jan Bayless's counselling. Yeah. What changes, to be able to get to that place, what changes did you have to make for yourself to get to that place of you're now free to do the thing you've always wanted to do? It was just about letting go. I had to get to that point where I knew that I couldn't do it that way anymore. I needed to have the freedom to, to be truly true to myself, to be able to ex- express myself as a counsellor, put myself out there in any positive ways I possibly could uh, and just have that freedom to to sort of know uh, how what, I, what how I wanted to work, what I wanted to do, um, and just be able to know that I could be. When I did start to put myself out, and I, and I put myself out there into LinkedIn, I was I I was approached by KPI Industries to uh, to they asked me if I'd be a be a part of their relationship counselling, not relationship counselling, relationships training program Mm. and they asked me if I would do couples rituals and so that was an online uh, videoed Mm. production which is now on YouTube. So that was a real thrill to be able to be asked to to do that from from what I've been posting on LinkedIn about the things I've been doing, the podcasts that I've been running they did approach me and it was a great a great um, honour, I thought, to be asked to That's do that. That's fantastic. And it was such an interesting um, video chat as well. It was fascinating. Yes. And your insight, though, into couples' rituals offers so much for people to watch and listen to as well. 
Mm. Yeah, because a ritual, as I said in there, is, is different to a routine and couples don't even realise that they have rituals at times. And I think, and I, to be honest with you, until I really started to get into it and my thoughts around it myself, I didn't even realise the importance of a ritual because it just happens. It just occurs. As so what's I've an example seen. of like a, um, what would an example be of like a couple's ritual? Well, I've used that in my, um, in, the, in, the, in the video uh, production, I said that it was like my husband brings me a cup of coffee mm. in the morning and that's because I like to, he, uh, I like to do meditations, I like to sort of do readings and things in the morning and he just, it just happened. And it was funny when he, we talked about it later after this, I said, how did that start? I don't even know how that started. It was just a, something that occurred and it was just a lovely thing mm. to do. And it just, it's, it was a ritual. It wasn't mm. routine. It wasn't something you had to do. And there's, when you start to think about those things that you do as a couple, mm. And this is what it, this was about, was couple rituals. You, you start to then tune in and think, well, that's something that really is a, a connection for us without you even knowing it. Oh, yeah. That's a lovely thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a very, uh, it, was, it was, it was really nice to be able to do that um, videoing with, with KPI Industries and, and just even tune in more to, to the rituals that we had. Mm. Yeah, that's right. You become then conscious about your own rituals. Mm. Eh? And that was something um, later on, not today, but um, we, we talked about um, looking at love languages and, mm. and Chapman's um, book, Five Love Languages. Um, and that was something that in, in researching that was about how it brings consciousness to bear on the structures within your relationship. Yes, and I think that's a lovely thing. It's like when we start actually looking at those things in our relationship, we actually see the solid things mm. and then, you know, it might feel tenuous but there are these lots of little threads that kind of connect us mm. in the day and those rituals are lovely things. Absolutely. And I think if people can become more aware of them for themselves, it will enrich their relationship. Mm. Oh, so much. Absolutely. Very much because they become precious mm. then as well. When you notice them, they become precious things that yeah. you share. It's mm. a gorgeous thing. So these um, these insights you have, would it be fair to say that you weren't really able to share so freely of them when you were employed by a company but now? No, because that this, this isn't, well, it was a very consuming role I mm. had. So you didn't have the space even and, to explore that. And then it, there would have to have been permission for me to do it. Mm. And now, like, you've given yourself permission by making this huge yes. change. Yeah. It was such a freeing thing for me to know that I would no longer, I, I was free to do whatever I chose to do. Mm. And um, I just, so I've been such a different person this year. That's amazing. So, such like, a different person. And were there fears attached to that change as well? Jerry, I can honestly say no. 
<laughs> Can you make some up? So <laughs> well, no. that's great. That's awesome. No. Wow. No, it was like whatever's going to happen this year is going to happen. I can't. I didn't. I didn't have any definite plans. I didn't have anything. I wanted to give myself a break for a couple of months. And then I didn't have any definite plans about anything. And I felt I'm a pretty spiritual person and I do meditations every morning and I do a lots of um, re special readings and all sorts of things. And I've always held on to the fact that I trust in the process of life. What is, what is going to happen, what is going to be, is going to be, no matter what. So, um, and I was fortunate that you know, my husband was able to support me in that way because uh, he was very pleased for for whatever I was going to do and and um, and I think that certainly made it easier. It would be very difficult to just walk into the new year and if you had a partner that was had expectations, mm. there was no expectations on me, so I could just go and do what I felt was right for me. I did get a lot of joy, to be honest. I didn't know how I was going to write all the podcasts because when we started talking about podcasts, it was almost like, oh, my God, I've got to write another podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I've got to write it. I've got to think of a heading. I've got to think about what I'm going to write about. And it was so interesting because once I thought of the heading, I everything everything seemed to just flow. So I knew that uh, I'm going to use this word. I felt like I was being guided to do what I needed to do. And it was exactly the way I felt when I wrote my children's book. Because somebody said to me, did it take you very long? And I said, no, it just happened. I think because I knew how I wanted, I had an outline in my head about what I wanted and once I started to put it down on paper, it just flowed. So I think that's what I've been doing all year is just allowing and trusting in that process because if I started to panic about anything, about how's this going to work or, you know, are people going to listen to me or whatever, what, I, I don't think I would do it. I don't think I'd do yeah, anything like this. So I knew I was trusting in in the process. And, and uh, you know, we, we both have talked about this around who's going to listen, you know, have, you know, the number of people, whatever. But I have, to be honest, once again, I have said if, and I've said this to my husband, if you're assisting one person or if you're assisting one couple or if you're helping one child, then you're doing okay, you're doing quite well. Mm. Yeah, that's right. The, the amount of impact that has on one person. And my wife and I, like, we both know in real terms because we've had people talk to us about your podcasts that they make positive change in the world. And they're just the people that have come to us and said something, you know, that we know of. So I think that can never be underestimated at all. It's like the story of the person walking down the beach 
throwing the jellyfish into the sea that have all washed up. You probably wouldn't do that in Australia because you get stung. Starfish, not jellyfish. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everyone listening at home, don't pick up jellyfish. No, I was thinking, what's that? (laughs) My English heritage there, it's fine to pick up jellyfish in England. Probably isn't either. Don't pick up jellyfish on the beach, PSA, right there. Don't pick up the jellyfish. But please pick up starfish. And so there's like thousands of starfish on the beach. And Where? Um, it's a it's a story about someone that was one of it's one of Jerry's <laughs> metaphors, right? but it's not about Star Wars today. <laughs> so there's a person walking down this beach with all these starfish that are washed up on the beach, and the tide's gone out, and they're picking them up and throwing them in the sea. And someone comes up and says, "There's tens of thousands of starfish on the beach. What does it matter throwing one or two? And they say it matters to this one, <laughs> and it does. And that's why. I think when you share what you share, if it helps one person, if, you know, one person a week listens and gets something from the things you say, and I think that's, like, I'm so in awe of you changing what you've done in this past, the past 2022, (laughs) where you've come from to the start of 2023, I think it's amazing, and I can't wait to see what is in store for you in the rest of this next 12 months ahead. I think that's amazing, Jan. Um, And it's so much about the journey with you. It really is. I love that, you know, you were saying you trust in the process. It's not about where where you're going to end up. When do you get there? It's like trust in the process. The journey is what it's about. And the stuff that you give to everybody during that journey is awesome. Thanks, Jerry. And uh, we'll catch up another day. Yes, thanks. That's been a lovely chat today. Thank you. Thanks, Jan.